Hi, welcome to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I'm so happy to have you with me today. Today, I am speaking with Anthony Pasilio, and Anthony is recognized domestically and internationally as an expert in neurodiverse employment and currently serves as vice president of CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. Anthony specializes in advancing neurodiversity programs and leads the global expansion efforts of CAI Neurodiverse solutions. Anthony, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you, Michelle. I am excited to spend a little time with you talking about this subject. You know, I feel the same way and I love what I've read about CAI Neurodiverse Solutions and I can't wait for you to tell me more about CAI. So I would like to ask you, what specifically does CAI Neurodiverse Solutions do? So CAI Neurodiverse Solutions is uh, an initiative and program and holistic approach of getting neurodivergent individuals into the workforce. So what we're trying to create and other companies are trying to create as well is that pathway to meaningful career employment for individuals who might not otherwise have the chance. Uh, And I know we're gonna go into some of those specifics, but really our goal is through our unique model to get folks who haven't had the chance for that future to come in and be able to maybe get some independence, you know, some confidence and Mm -hmm. and find a career job. Mm -hmm. And when you say some folks or those folks, you're specifically talking about the neurodivergent community, aren't you? I am indeed, right? So what we've, you know, and that encompasses a lot of different things as well, right? So Mm -hmm. neurodiversity in its kind of its, its word encompasses anxiety, autism spectrum disorder, dyslexia, dyspraxia. What we're trying Mm -hmm. to do is make sure that we can find those folks who just had a tough time, whether it's the interview process, the resume, whatever it may be, to come in and understand that there is something for everybody and we will help you get to that next level. I love that. That actually inspires me as a mother of two neurodivergent children as well. So that inspires me. And I keep thinking when my 14 year old is old enough, I'm sending him your way. Absolutely. We'd be more than happy to help him through the the process of trying to gain incredible employment and kind of further who he is. Right. So a lot of times we find that people with that first job may not be so successful, but when they come through our program and we have a a different pathway to get there, you know, that confidence does build. They, They think absolutely neurodivergent individuals know that they can do that job and have that skill set. I love that. I want to ask you a little bit more about that. What does that look like? So what does this process look like? If if my child, if my son came and he was old enough and and he came to you and said, how do I get started? What would that look like for him? Sure. Well, obviously, we want to kind of assess what the skill set is or what the passions he may have. So some of the time we'll we'll look at If they have a resume, we will look at that. But we also understand that there may not be a lot of jobs on that resume. Maybe it's volunteer work. So we're really going through and having a conversation with the individual about 
what they would like to do. What have they experienced in the past? We actually have our talent acquisition team reach out, have that pre-discussion. And then if we're moving to kind of the next stage and and helping that person through, uh, we have what we call a talent discovery session, which is in essence, uh, an extended interview. It's five days of CAI and the individual going through, let's say, executive function type skills, you know, mm-hmm. uh, organization, time management, what it's going to look like in an atmosphere that you might go work for. And depending on the job that maybe they're a best fit for, obviously, that's going to look a little bit different. Uh, but that's an opportunity for them to showcase their talents in a supportive environment. Mm-hmm. So after that piece, you know, they're potentially eligible for an, an offer of employment as well with whatever client that may be. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a little piece of it. There's more to it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get into it, but there is, uh, it's, it's an amazing way to go about and be supportive in making sure that the individual has the right tools to do the job, but more importantly, both a fit from the neurodivergent individual and maybe the client as well, right? We want to make sure that there's a good mm-hmm. fit between both. Oh, that's really important. I love that. So I want to ask you, Anthony, I can actually feel the passion about what you do (laughs) behind how you're speaking and how you're presenting this information. So where did this passion come from? Why does it exist for the thing that you're doing? Sure. So uh, a little bit of a personal reflection, uh, both internally and externally. I'll I'll kind of explain that to you, Michelle. I am passionate. I'm very transparent. I'm very vocal. You know, I know, you know, we're not going to be able to see my hand, my hands going left and right, but my passion stems from a, a friend I had a number of years ago. He has since passed, but he was an amazing human being and he was on the spectrum, quite impacted by his autism. And what people didn't realize that there was so much more to him. They thought that he couldn't do anything, right? Because he would have finger puppets. Uh, That was his stimming mechanism. Mm -hmm. And that's what would kind of release the anxiety. But no one knew when he got back home and he went to his room and he was on his computer that he was an amazing graphic designer, right? So and this started at an early age, I'm, I'm, you know, before I knew him, I'm sure he was doing uh, some of this. But when I met him in my early 20s, which is dating myself at this point, he was, and Michelle, you might have experienced this, but people would just dismiss him, let him do his thing. And I actually became friends with him. You know, he, he was verbal to a point, but we would have conversations that I think no one else would have. Uh, and then one day, because I didn't know about his graphic design abilities, I went to his house. His mom said, hey, you know, check out what he can do. I'm like, oh, my God, can yes. you imagine Can you imagine if we had these types of programs like CAI Neurodiverse Solutions 20 years ago Mm -hmm. to to help facilitate, to help people understand, to help develop that empathy, which still lacks in today's world, but maybe getting a little bit better in some degrees. Mm -hmm. He he absolutely could have obviously worked for any firm who does graphic design because he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, but no one got the chance to see that. So I made a decision back then, and I was a radio and television major, that I eventually would do something in the public world to make sure that this 
kind of stigma goes away and we're doing a little bit better job in the stigma piece, but that's kind of how I got into it. What mm-hmm. the personal internal piece to this would be that I have extreme social anxiety disorder uh, and I have depression. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's a little bit more challenging to talk about. And I haven't really expressed that over the, the past few years. And, mm-hmm. you know, in my financial career, I've worked for financial institutions um, most of my career. I never brought that out because maybe that would affect promotions or how people perceive me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it takes a lot for me today to actually do these sorts of interviews, podcasts, because I have to prepare myself to come in and be focused, attentive, and make sure that I'm listening because otherwise it can go left and right. So I am, I am neurodivergent myself. So I see maybe what others don't, uh, but Michelle, I know, you know, as we talked about your family, that you understand what I'm telling you right now. And I'm sure there's parents and people listening who will have the same, like, they're like, oh, Anthony gets it. And, And I think myself working at CAI, being able to proliferate this program and to help other businesses build the infrastructure to have neurodiversity programs, I would say that's probably a leg up. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredible. First of all, I just want to thank you for being vulnerable and sharing sharing some of those things about yourself that aren't things we typically walk around sharing. And I also appreciate something that you said about your friend and how if people only knew. And I really connect with that statement because as a mom of neurodivergent children, I think if you only knew their skill sets and their gifts and their their real qualities and talents and who they are. And so I can deeply appreciate that CAI Neurodiverse Solutions takes the time through that talent discovery program to find those skill sets that these individuals have and that they bring to the table and to hopefully help these individuals find a way to develop these skill sets even more fully, which in turn brings a lot of self-satisfaction and a growth in personal self-esteem in the individual. And I find that deeply satisfying. Well, so talking about the the personal piece as well, Mm -hmm. you know, over over the past probably five to seven years and and being in this space, as a person comes in and works whatever organization, small business, big business, whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. I've witnessed people who come in and who are to themselves and, you know, maybe the social part isn't the biggest part of them at the moment, but Mm -hmm. it grows. And I've seen people get driver's licenses. I've seen people get their first place, independent living, their first apartment to have a person get married. But those are exciting things. But here's where, you know, here's where the piece where I get choked up on is when parents of those individuals call in and say, hey, Anthony, I never thought Tommy, Sally, Michelle Mm -hmm. would ever ever have their own place. We thought that they're just going to be at home and and what am I going to do? What what are they going to do when I'm not here? Who is going to take care of them? And so I think building that confidence and and building that level of independence, as you talked about, Mm -hmm. is 
probably almost my primary goal, right? So yes, this is a career development program, right? We want mm-hmm. to place people in jobs. We want them to move up. We want them to have a good living. Mm-hmm. But it's all those other things that make up a human being mm-hmm. that you want to excel for them. You maybe want to find it inside them to bring it out as best you can. Some folks, maybe that's not going to be possible. Mm-hmm. But man, I will die trying. I really appreciate you putting humanity into a job. I feel like sometimes we forget to do that, whether it be neurotypical individuals or neurodiverse, which is who we're specifically focused on right now. But I appreciate your input and your passion and just your view. I really like your vision. So I want to ask you, we talked a little bit about the hiring and training model that you use. Is there anything we've kind of missed that you yeah. might want to bring up on that? Sure, sure. And we, we try to utilize CAA Neurodiverse uh, Solutions utilizes a team-based model. So ideally, we would like to place four to six neurodivergent individuals with one of our neurodiversity uh, certified team leads, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a person who oversees the work effort, not only of the associates that we're placing in a client, but it's also the conduit between the associates and the client and the manager that they may have, and they provide additional support. So typically the, the team members are entry level, while that team lead, that, that conduit person, maybe be is experienced in the technology or the functional area uh, mm-hmm. that the neurodiverse team will be working in. And then the team members are gonna work together to uh, support and help each other, right? So there's, there's that tribe mentality. That's why we never say, hey, let's put one or two folks in there. We want to get a group of individuals. We don't want it to be huge, but we want it to be manageable so that the, you can see that there's going to be strong bonds or, we want everybody to kind of work together and see each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses and maybe help in those regards. And it, Love that. typically, typically, you know, the engagements that we look to are at least a year. Uh, we want whoever that client may be to actually convert them to a full-time person in their organization. So mm-hmm. that's really the ultimate goal, right? So we're, we're obviously paying for the benefits and whatnot, but when that person is ready to roll and become a full-time employee of that client organization, they get the whole gamut of what their benefits would be, you know, but maybe it's 401ks, like all the things that we might take for granted, Michelle, right? Mm-hmm. So in an everyday life, we're like, oh yeah, we should have that. Well, You know, not everybody thinks that way sometimes. So we need to kind of change the narrative and make sure that there's an advocate for these folks. And that's the the team lead. And besides our job coaches that we have here and our service delivery managers, myself included, like there's a whole support mechanism and system that we will provide to that individual. I think the other part is we, we, we are asking up front, you know, what is it? Tommy or Sally, that is going to make you maybe an overused word, you know, bring your best self to work, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's an accommodation, noise canceling headphones, if it's a little loud, maybe it's, uh, you know, we had one person who needed what we would call a rear view mirror, right? So it was a mirror because that person didn't kind of appreciate people walking back and forth behind uh, him. Interesting. Uh, We had a rear view mirror so that he Mm -hmm. could see 
he could look up from his computer and, and see, uh, but he's <laughs> looking behind him. We've had other folks say, yeah, I probably shouldn't be, you know, near a window because, you know, uh, I might look outside more often than not. I mean, that's me too. So, you know, <laughs> that happens to everybody. But then we make an accommodation to maybe they go into the middle of the floor, wherever it may be. So, and with remote, listen, you know, the sky's the limit of trying to find talent at this point. Um, you could be from California working for a firm in New York. So it's really expanded the amount of talent that we can find as well. So there's there's a whole bunch of things that go into this, but I just wanted to give you the high level of why that is. And I think that the team lead that we talked about as well, that's the first point of contact uh, mm -hmm. for guidance, conflict resolution between the associate and the the uh, the client, you know, and they're going to kind of support the the reinforcement of uh, some of the training concepts that we give. And one thing that I didn't mention is that we give neurodiversity awareness training before someone ever sets foot in that other in the client's organization. We want the people that are working uh, with our associates to understand what neurodiversity is what they can expect. And, you know, I think that changes the whole cultural uh, piece. There's there's a more kind of kumbaya attitude. And I, I think, and I've seen it over a number of years when we sat somebody who thinks differently between two people who are, let's say, neurotypical mm -hmm. and have always thought the same way. That kind of, you know, there's osmosis going on there. Um, mm -hmm. They're like, well, what the heck? You know, that is a different way to approach that and solve that. Solutioning is absolutely amazing. I think more people just need to understand that whatever may be going on with one person doesn't take away from the abilities, the skill sets, even the attitude of that individual. Mm, I love that. What I really appreciate that I'm hearing is how individualized these accommodations can become. And I think that's really important. And some of those accommodations are the very things that keep these neurodivergent individuals in the workforce because they really are critically important to the individual. So I love that you touched on that and that it's not a blanket accommodation. It's very personal and individualized. Yeah. And, and I'm going to expand on that just a little bit. These sure. are not cost prohibited accommodations, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, a, a $2 at five and below mirror or something like that. I mean, <laughs> these are just simple fixes. We had uh, a young lady who had a red light, yellow light, green light piece to her anxiety. So, you know, if she came in in the morning, she might be green and everybody knew that, she, you know, she's approachable that day. The anxiety was was low. It's going to be a good day. Maybe that switched to yellow, which means feeling a little bit of that anxiety, but I'm still okay. And then if it flipped to red, you probably wouldn't see her at her desk. You know, she mm -hmm. might be out kind of resetting herself getting that anxiety down to a level where she can go back and perform. And people would know not to kind of go up to her at that point because they know that she's trying to uh, get back to that green status. So, I mean, how easy is it to have a red, green, and yellow? I, it really yeah. is. Here's, here's something that I'm just smiling about as I'm listening. It just, because it brings me joy, is I think about all of us 
as parents and we're raising our children and we have these educational plans in place for our children at school and then they leave school and all of a sudden accommodations appear to just go away. So yeah. I have such an appreciation for the fact that these, some of these accommodations may actually be able to follow them into the workforce. And that is brilliant. Michelle, the other pieces, you know, some of the things that we're talking about you and I right now are universal design, right? Yes. So, you know, what's, what's good for somebody who is neurodivergent is probably also good for somebody who's neurotypical and maybe they just you know, need a little extra something. I mean, that's right. I think it's it's about opening up employers' eyes to why this is such an underemployed population of people, because they're not seeing what we see on a daily basis. It's my job to go into that organization and show them exactly that this is not charity. This is a business case. Neurodivergent individuals will come into your place of employment and help with your quote unquote metrics, return on investment. Mm -hmm. You know, and and we talk a lot about metrics and business, Michelle, Mm -hmm. but more importantly, we talked about the human factor too. You know, you're making a difference in somebody's life and they're giving back to you by doing a great job. Maybe they have attention to detail or, you know, they Mm -hmm. have pattern recognition skills or they're great in cyber or something like that. They're giving back to that organization. It's a two-way street and we just need organizations to understand that. Well, I love that. I really appreciate you sharing that information. One thing that we talked about when you and I first met was we were talking about the requirements that a neurodiverse individual might need to hold in order to come to CAI Neurodiverse Solutions. So tell me what that would look like for an individual. Yeah, so I I think the way of the world is, you know, we don't require that you have a bachelor's degree, a master's uh, degree, or a PhD, right? Now, we've seen individuals who are working at the local grocery store bagging groceries that have a master's and a PhD or multiple degrees and Mm -hmm. are just absolutely underemployed. But what about the individual that maybe college is is not going to, to be right for them, but They've got a certificate through Microsoft, right? They, they, they can YouTube the heck out of Python and a coding mechanism, and they're awesome at it. Well, why aren't we taking a look at those people? And we are, right? So if you can come to us and say, hey, listen, I, I know this coding language, or I'm good at X or Y, I'm not going to need that you have a degree in some facet. I want to see that you can do the work. It's, mm-hmm. it's about the individual at this point. It's not about the piece of paper that follows them. I think that will actually open more doors for many individuals. Absolutely. Listen, the, the workforce is large, but we can make it a whole heck of a lot larger by understanding that not everybody's going to have a, a bachelor's or an associate's or a master's or a PhD. I'm glad if folks are, are able to get those. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we will find you employment opportunities just as well as we will find uh, that person who doesn't have a degree. Well, I I love that. Anthony, I want to ask you one more question. I know that I have parents that are listening to our discussion right now, and they're going to say, how do I get in touch with CAI Neurodiverse Solutions? Can you walk me through that connection process? 
Yeah. So actually, there's there's a couple ways. Uh, they're mm-hmm. more than welcome to reach out to me, and you know, uh, my LinkedIn profile is out there. I know I can go to cai.io, but where do I go once I'm there? There will be actually a banner at the top that uh, will say Neurodiverse Solutions, um, and they can actually click on that. And there's a kind of a contact page there. So, okay. you know, if they want to reach out to me personally. That mm-hmm. is absolutely okay. Uh, I'm more than happy to take a moment or two and and respond and and be their kind of uh, uh, person that they can get in touch with. That's very generous. I don't I don't know if you know what you just offered. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I have so, people that can help me. That's no word. <laughs> that's great, Anthony. Thank you so much for being on here with me today. Thank you for sh- sharing the value of CAI Neurodiverse Solutions and for just being such a great ambassador for what you do. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to to have me on, and I think what you are doing. Uh, is amazing. And I can't wait to see the reach that you have. And I'm sure that I'll see some uh, parents' emails come through. I hope so. (laughs) Thank you, Anthony. For those of you that are listening, you can also follow me on Instagram at navigating.the.spectrum. See you next week. 